0: Welcome to the Full-Time Life Podcast. I am joined in this episode with my good friend, Adam Crew. Adam is a girl dad living in New York City, married to one of the loveliest people you will ever meet, one of my best friends, Anna Crew. He is a dentist, and we often bond over our love of personal development books, so I am really excited to see where this conversation goes I know by the way that Adam lives his life, that he is a man of purpose and intention and genuine caring for the people around him because I have witnessed it firsthand over the years. And that's my intro, Adam. I have so much respect uh, for you overall, and I don't get get the opportunity to tell you that very often, but I absolutely do. And before we begin, what am I missing? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I am 41 year old girl dad in New York City. I do have a wonderful wife and I stay pretty active, probably like most people in the city. After years of playing soccer, I am a big runner. And over the years, I have um, gotten into running a lot. I have a a big interest in just different business ventures and are working in a few as well. Um, Very active in my church, do a lot of things there. Um, But most importantly, like you said, I try to spend quality time with my friends and family and just try to be a person they can count on and and rely on and show integrity towards them
0: i did miss a few things so thanks for rounding that out (laughs) tell me what was the best thing you've uh done all week
1: i guess going back to being a girl dad my my daughter my oldest one is four my youngest is two but my they are very into legos these days both of them are really good at doing puzzles and so my four-year-old and i did a 150 piece lego puzzle where she she made a unicorn was for seven plus, and she did it pretty well. Just, I helped her with the directions, but she put everything together. So I could tell us at the end, she was so fulfilled and just proud and beaming. And that just made my whole week. So it was wonderful.
0: How did she get into Legos?
1: We've really gotten into puzzles the last year or so. And I've gone from doing a 12-piece puzzle to a 24 to a 48. And at first, I think I tried too early with Legos, and she wasn't too into it. But I think after she got into the puzzles... She was super excited when I brought it home and see the next progression. And I think it's pretty cool to see an actual physical 3D thing. And especially she loves unicorns. That was great.
0: What happens when you put them together?
1: In our New York City apartment, we took it apart. But really, <laughs> this is a, a three-in-one Lego. We can actually make three different structures in it. So the first one, we, we actually made one last week that was a seahorse. And then we took that apart. And then this week out, we did a unicorn, which he was much more excited about. So we did that. So I actually took that apart yesterday. And I think the last one is like a chicken or a turkey. So we'll do that probably this week.
0: That's awesome. Can you share any big moves that you've made to either live life to the hilt or find your own balance, your own personal balance in your life?
1: Going back to this theme of having two kids under five, I've just realized the importance of time. And Just your capacity is changed. I'm I'm a hard driver. I like to accomplish things. So to really accomplish what you want, you really have to be focused on it. Life has challenges it throws at you. It can get stressful. So one big thing I've really been intentional about recently is just my mental and emotional daily health, just also my physical daily health just in terms of eating and just efficiency overall. So I wouldn't necessarily say they're quote unquote like a big shift, but I think these real... Well, shifts overall have made a big difference. Uh, I've really been intentional about focusing on my meditation. That practice over the last two months, while I didn't necessarily think it would be as big of a deal as it was, but a lot of successful people do meditate. And so there's obviously something to it, right? Everyone who is successful does it, then you have to realize there's something to it. And so I've just found so much value in it. Just doing it you feel over the course of the day that you're a lot calmer. You're making decisions that are clearer. Um, When stress presents itself, I even find myself saying, I usually would be more stressed about this and just not. So I've really found meditation really important. I've read a lot of Health books over the last year or so, too, just trying to really focus on eating clean, my diet, those sort of things. I always thought it was important to do that, but I never really put together the relationship between that and just your whole energy, your whole uh, mentality, and how it all kind of relates. The nutrients you put in your body really do make a huge difference. So I've tried to be really thoughtful about that. And then just general efficiency. I'm, I'm pretty big on thinking about how I can make processes and systems better and those sort of things. So I think kind of those three big areas together have really helped me this year.
0: Now I want to dig in. What meditation style do you use?
1: I use the Calm app. And shout out to my job who gave us that for free, which is amazing. I tried initially using a few other things and I just wasn't as consistent as I should have been. And they rolled out a program where they wanted to focus on mental health. So I do a, a 10 minute uh, meditation. They called it the daily calm, but it's um, basically just 10 minutes of um, just sitting. The, the initial five to seven minutes are just breathing exercises to help you with your breathing. And then it's just a, a lesson for the day to think about. And I've just the the process found out really good.
0: Since you talked about time, I'm curious about your relationship with time. You certainly have a lot of passions and projects and somehow, including the fact that you have young kids and somehow I've never witnessed you be super stressed about time.
1: I think everyone struggles with time. I, I definitely do. It's it's by far the hardest thing, especially with kids i found, and I guess if I didn't want to do as many things, so it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But I, I definitely think it's one of the biggest adjustments I've had to deal with having kids over the last few years, because really your time doesn't become your own in many ways, because they, in order to be a present father, I need to make sure I'm with them and giving them the proper time. And I don't want to give them time that's not dedicated towards them, because there's no point for me in doing it if I'm going to be half doing something else in the other way. It's caused me to be very intentional about Getting up at five o'clock, if not earlier, and making the, at least the first hour of the day to two for me because the girls sometimes are up by six to six thirty. I've found that by just being focused on myself in the morning and doing my daily routine and then really making sure I have a to do list um, and then having a lot of grace with myself, I think if I can get the biggest two to three things done that i really want to do and try to make sure that they're in the quadrant of things that are going to move the needle forward not just like urgent things that someone else puts on your plate you feel better and you at least feel like you're moving towards your goal because a lot of things get thrown on your plate that you don't necessarily want to do and you have to deal with them sometimes but if you can at least feel like you're doing one or two things that's moving you forward and whatever venture you're on i found that to at least make you feel like you're doing better and actually over time that one percent increase every day i think does make a difference so I, I think anyone who wants to accomplish stuff probably feels the same way and I probably in time need to do a better job of maybe getting more people to delegate and better systems but I think little increments of trying to get to where I want to and just being okay with myself if I don't I think that's been a big adjustment as well as saying okay I did my best today Have that intention that you tried to do better you tried to do your best it didn't work out or did work out and celebrate them as well. I try to do, in the morning, I do a thankfulness journal, but I also do a three wins journal for the day. So at least that there are some wins during the day, even if you feel like you did nothing. (laughs) That focus on trying to think about your own mental headspace and just if you feel as if you're moving forward and you actually can put it on paper, it really helps.
0: I totally agree with that kind of 1%, 2% change because it, it compounds. And so if you're making small tweaks along the way, it adds up over the course of the long haul. And the other thing I was going to add to that is that when I was first getting into meditation myself was that when people say they don't have enough time to meditate, this idea that you can't afford not to, that actually when you meditate, it it gives you back time. It gives you more time. And I didn't fully understand it until I did. It's this idea that when you meditate, you get so much clarity. And it's interesting that you pair your meditation with identifying your big three wins because that it probably does ultimately define how your day unfolds in a way, very intentionally.
1: I think that's true. For the years that I did not meditate, I would agree that a lot of it was just like I needed to be more action oriented instead of getting more clear. I adopted the mantra pretty early on that I try not to look at my phone for email or those purposes for the first hour of the day. And I think that really helped. And once I really got with that, I think, yeah, doing this meditation practice in the morning, it's just it's made the day clearer. Um, and it actually, clear clears you on what you really want to accomplish. So, I completely agree with what you're saying. I I, I can tell the huge difference in the days I don't do it, and you, it's the clarity. It's just the space of feeling happy, and whether you're not happy, you just know your emotions. You know where you are, and so I think just knowing where you are and knowing how that's going to affect your day really is so important.
0: So you've mapped out your morning routine. Let's put it all together. You wake up early enough so you can beat the girls up in the morning, (laughs) the littles. And you have something like an hour to an hour and a half to meditate. You have a gratitude journal. You have three big wins.
1: A few things I didn't talk about yet. Try to be up by five. First thing in the morning, always cold shower. Get everything going because I've just read about the benefits of that and I see it myself. Once I have the cold shower, I try to hydrate right away because I generally, I don't do it in the morning. I'm not the best at doing it during the day. Uh, I I just get busy. And then as much as I try to put reminders to do it, I just don't always do it. So try to hydrate. Um, I've been drinking electrolytes as well. So do that as well in the morning. And then in my profession, I've just seen a lot of um, colleagues and other assistants get injured and it may be job related it's a lot of back injuries it's a lot of people have carpal tunnel they have wrist injuries it happens a lot in dentistry just because of our postures and just being at a computer like all of us are you're always your head's down your neck's down so i've really made stretching a priority too i make sure i do about five minutes of stretching in the morning it's nothing big it's like a, a kind of a yoga flow i'm just doing like down dog child pose and just getting the my legs and i remember doing yoga. One time my instructor said, if you stretch your hips, it's a really good day. And at first I thought that was silly, but I feel a lot better when I stretch my hips. (laughs) I do things like that. And then I do my meditation after that. And I do some prayers as well, a little bit of a devotional that I have and some scripture right after that. So that's about five minutes. And then I'm planning my day. I try to pick my few big things to do, review my goals. And from there, in an ideal world, if I had a lot of time, I would probably have a big execution block, but generally doesn't get to that. So I will, if I feel like I need it after meditation, I'll just journal at that point. Like if I feel like there's a lot, I just need to get out and think through stuff. And then i rather get the mental piece done these days versus like necessarily the action piece. And I'll find the action piece in the evening or other times. But if not, I'll either journal or execute or go from there with the remaining time that i have
0: how would you describe what you feel when you take a cold shower
1: there's not there's not many days i'm like super like yeah let's do it but uh, <laughs> i know i know the benefits and so you know i'm a little nuts in some sense i will sometimes do it a couple times a day but definitely in the morning and it just it one wakes me up and i think for people who have read a little bit about it or know about it, essentially if you think about the idea of just being in a river and it's cold and you need to survive, you need to be able to process the cold. But you also need to be able to think clearly and you get the the advantage of those endorphins that pop out of being able to think clearly and that happens pretty much all the time. So you get that clarity right away to get your day started, no matter what happened previously in the day, even if it wasn't a great night's sleep, um, for whatever reason, you still get those endorphins. So it just starts the whole process and it's a really great way to just jumpstart the day properly.
0: I agree. What are you working on now? What big dreams, next big moves are you contemplating?
1: There's a few things. Dentally, I've been blessed this year to have a little bit more of a increase in what I'm doing. NYU, I went to NYU for dental school and over the first 10 years I was practicing, I did some extra training NYU on like implants, on crown and bridge aesthetics, those sort of things. Really because of an interest to learn but also of an interest I just wanted to get better and not sure where it would take me but this year I've actually been able to do a lot more implant related like crown and bridge and then also just bigger crown and bridge cases it has allowed me to one have more complexities of what I do and it's more of a challenge but it's definitely more fulfilling as well but I think um, for me the next big step is just how do I continue to improve in that way I I think about how I can get better at the systems of dentistry and this towards life as well, but just how do I become better at systems and processes in general? What's going to allow me to get better in in terms of this case? How do I get some more of the minutiae out of my life? Ordering supplies, calling patients, things that I can have assistants do, but like where I put my value is really planning for these cases, making sure I'm in the right place and then getting more skills. That's just an example from dentistry, but I think trying to be just very intentional about my goals and visions over the course of the next year. And I found the beginning of my forties has Been a good leadership journey for me already, and I'm continuing to learn on that. So I'm just trying to get better at managing people, um, which ultimately begins with managing yourself and getting more education on that. Just trying to to figure out how to be a better people for the people I'm leading. So I don't know if they're big visions, but I think a lot of it is just trying to be intentional about my goals and what I want to do within the different areas of my life, and then trying to be better at systems and processes and just education as well.
0: I systematize everything, or I try to. I don't think I realize we also have that in common, but it's this idea that what is my world-class genius that I bring to the world, and how do I get to that? And it goes back to time, because time is, at the end of the day, it's finite. It's a little bit elusive, but it's also finite. And this idea of if I can systematize the things that take up the time, then all of my brain power goes to the good stuff.
1: Absolutely right. And the other thing I learned, too, is just try to have as many experiences as you can in whatever interests you, but also you think will help you in the long run. I've found just so many people have found their specialization and their superpower, as you're saying, just through their own special niche and experience. Like, I didn't think the things that I did would necessarily lead to where I am with dentistry, but, like, it has. I just wanted to learn and I just wanted to get a little bit better. And I'm sure you've learned that, oh, I wanted to do these certain things. And like, you create this little niche for yourself, which allows you to eventually supercharge what you can do in terms of skills. I I follow my interests, but also follow what will long-term be most beneficial and add for the most growth for me.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. What are you reading right now? My favorite question to ask you whenever I see you.
1: A few things. I just finished reading 10x is easier than 2x by dan sullivan and dr benjamin hardy they have a i think a trilogy of books together but a lot of it is just based on business growth but i found this one interesting just in the sense that he makes the argument that trying to search for your really big goal is actually easier than an incremental increase of your two like a 2x Because there's a lot of things you have to take out of um, your life in order to get to that really big goal. You, and I talk about the minutia, you can't be worried about little tiny things. You need to get people to help you delegate that, or there's no way you can get that huge growth. I really found that interesting and something I need to think about just in terms of my own growth, maybe thinking and dreaming a little bit bigger. So that's one thing. I just finished Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey, which again, just talking about leadership and self-development, I read a lot of those books. So that's been great. And just in terms of thinking about leadership stuff. I've really enjoyed health books as well. I've probably read a book a lot over the year. I just finished Forever Strong by Gabrielle Leon, and just her health philosophy in general. I've read like Genius Foods, Eat to Beat Your Diet, things like that this year too. So those things mainly, but I'm always listening to different podcasts and just trying to get an idea. I think Robin Sharma in one of his books said you should really try to commit to an hour of learning every day. I don't know if I get there, but I try to I try to get a half hour or so of just trying to learn something every day. So.
0: This will be released around the new year when people are setting their intentions or resolutions or committing to something new. And so just going back to what you shared about 1% change, what would your advice be to someone that is trying to up-level their life in terms of their morning routine or fitness or nutrition? What would be your advice?
1: So I I would say two things in general. Life is such an internal game. And I think you really got to focus on those key things that are going to help your emotional spiritual health. Uh, Once that stuff's in a good place, it really becomes easier figuring out your next steps in life. Make, while it seems like action and doing the next thing that's going to drive that business success or family success or whatever it is, the next thing, I just, I found that just getting that piece right is important. I would say focus on that and that will help guide your goals for everything else. And then I think the other thing is you have to be uh, patient with yourself in terms of, your morning routine or layering things on top of each other i think i lay out a lot of things i do but a lot of it is a little bit out of time i didn't start with all that stuff i probably started first with the cold shower and at first i was like this is awful why am i doing it and then over whatever the amount of time is to make a habit a reality i think it's what 60 days or something like that eventually that becomes fine and then you do that and then you're like all right so what's the next thing and just I just think that if you try to do too much at once you'll never do it all and it's figuring out the first big thing you want to do the first big domino take that out and just be patient with yourself to get that done and once that's solidified do the next thing when you hear someone's routine or you hear what anyone does like it's a lot and i, I sometimes people get overwhelmed And i think just take one one little step out of that and just say okay what if this seems like it's something that i want to do and it makes sense and just say all right i'm going to commit to doing it for one minute today and then do it for one minute today and then it's like the the atomic habits um, thing, like a little bit at a time, take little daily bites and eventually it just becomes normal. And I'm doing that in many aspects of my life still. Um, even Meditation is the most recent thing, but it just a little bit at a time will really just get you there. So don't get overwhelmed and just be patient with yourself.
0: Love it. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining in this early morning before your day begins. This was so Good for me. I was writing down so much. So it really spoke to me, if nothing else, but I know it's going to speak to others.
1: I was glad to help. Uh really excited to see you when you come up here.
0: I'll see you later.
1: Bye. Have a great Bye. day.